0: Welcome back to Instagram
1: week on the MarTech podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the biggest and fastest growing channels in both paid and organic reach, Instagram. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that covers the landscape features and optimization strategies to get your Insta profile to drive business results. Joining us for Instagram week is Colton Bollinger, who is both the co-founder and CEO of Jumper Media, which is an agency of strategic thinkers, marketers, developers, and designers who help bring thousands of targeted new followers that convert into paying customers via Instagram. Outside of his work at Jumper Media, Colton is an avid golfer, surfer, and just an all-around nice guy. And he's got a wealth of information to share related to social networking and specifically Instagram. So we're psyched to have him here as our guest. So far this week, we've talked about the overall landscape of Instagram and how to think about the various content publishing tools. And today, we're going to focus our discussion on how to create Instagram content that resonates with your audience. Here's the third installment of Instagram Week with Colton Bollinger from Jumper Media. Colton, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Glad to be here. It's Wednesday. We're halfway home. Let's talk about the meat and potatoes of making Instagram strategies successful, which is producing content that people actually want to see. We talked a little bit about the different places you can put your content, but how do you build something that's unique to your brand and engaging?
2: I think you say it pretty often is always adding value and thinking about how your content can help people or your audience. And to me, that's kind of what it goes back to is every brand or page or campaign is different and who that audience is differs a lot too. But it really depends on the goals as well. My personal page goal is not to drive business for my company. It's to reflect myself and build trust with people who decide to go look me up if they're considering to work with me already.
1: It's clearly to get people to give you golf supplies.
2: <laughs> exactly. And The free golf balls here and there don't hurt anything Yeah, because I lose a lot of them. But that's to say, you're not doing what you're preaching, Colton. Why are you telling me to add value when you just sit there and post pictures of golf and you surfing and videos you're creating and stuff? And it's because it's not my goal to have my Instagram enabled me to be a coach or a thought leader in social all the time. It's just, I have a lot of clients want to know who I am before they work with you. I feel like a lot of service industry agencies have to deal with is, do you want to enjoy working with who you're working with? And Instagram is a great place to help clients get over that burden. But if you look over at some product-based pages, like if you have a can of coconut water or something, how many places can you take a picture of a bottle of coconut water? Any product or CPG good, it's very difficult and you have to get creative. It's how do you think outside the box and something that can add a little bit of value to your consumers. Why would they want to follow a page about coconut water? Well, what are some of the things you use coconut water from? Interesting things about coconuts. I don't know. You can make it funny, do a spiff on something. That's really what some of those larger companies had to come up with. I mean, look at mattress companies, some like Purple or some other things. I don't even know how the hell they came up with some of those marketing strategies or how they're developing social content, but it's working really well. They put a spin on mattresses, such a boring thing. And if you look at thought leaders, which we deal with a lot, is people who come in and I want to be doing speaking on social media. I want to be a thought leader in real estate. I want to do all these things. And if you're going to be a coach and someone that is giving advice to others, you have to be able to show why you should be able to influence them. And it starts with your social media content. So there's really two pillars that I think apply to almost every business. That's expertise. That would fall under like showing why you should be an expert in something or why your product is really the best in whatever you're competing against. Why should I be buying you? Why should I be buying your product? Differentiators, value adders. That's kind of what I would think would fall under that pillar and what we apply in our content strategy planning. And then the other pillar is going to be social proof. Social proof can consist of a lot of different things, depending on what the product or brand is trying to accomplish. For example, like a thought leader or someone who is looking to brand themselves, social proof is going to be people already following you. If you're talking at an event, I want pictures of your back with 100 people in front of you as you speak, because you're not the focus, your influence is. And thinking about how people are perceiving everything you post, that's how you should go into that content planning. It's not about you. It's not about your product. It's about how people are perceiving everything you post or every story you tell. If you put yourself in your audience's shoes, it's not rocket science to figure that out. I just think a lot of brands and businesses are so focused on themselves and boasting about what they're doing great or what they can do for you. Instead of thinking about how can I add value for you? How can we help you? How can we give you a small bit of help so that you can come to us to help you a ton later and pay our fees? That's really what works and what we try to implement the most. If you're a product or brand, testimonials also fall into that social proof. Not having someone sit there and talk about why you're such a great brand, but having an organic feeling. Because if I was the consumer, that's not something I want to just see on my feed. It's just some customer talking about how great you are. How can you creatively show social proof for your brand that doesn't necessarily feel like you tried to craft it or put it in front of me? That takes some creativity in itself right there. For us, we show a lot of social proof by the videos and clients we work with that may entice someone else to hire us of a different level. I'm not showcasing the small coffee shop we worked with and created a video for last week. I'm showcasing Lamborghini, who we filmed the video for a month ago because they're a huge brand and that adds some social proof to our agency. Just getting strategic on how you portray those things. And Lamborghini, we could have done that for free.
1: I was just about to make that joke of like, you didn't charge them, you just wanted a test drive.
2: (laughs) But just to post that up there and how you portray it, I can portray it very humbly. I can portray it in a way that doesn't make me sound boastful, like we're bragging about our clients, just in a way that we're thankful for our clients. And it was a great opportunity to work with a certain brand or partner. And all of a sudden, I've inserted social proof and validation for what we do in our products without having to say it or make it appear to be that. And being humble with your content goes a long ways. And I think where well, there's so many boastful people and a lot of brands don't have to be, Social is about providing content people want to see. And as long as you keep that at like top of mind when you're posting and thinking about content, you really should be fine. And there's not a deterrent for people to follow you. It's the biggest thing.
1: A couple of things that you said that really resonate with me is there's really two types of content that makes sense for brands to publish, which is something that shows your subject matter expertise. Like why is your product the best? Why is, does it provide the most value? Why does it provide utility? What are the pain points it solves? totally makes sense. Here's how our product works, why it's great education content about what you're selling or what you're providing your customers. And the second is social proof, which is you don't have to take our word, you have to take other people's words. And what you're saying is that when you're posting social proof or you're describing the value that your product or service can provide, you have to be very careful of the tone that you use to not come off as boastful.
2: Completely, yeah. Yeah. And it all stems from that overarching tree of how do you create content that resonates with your audience? So before you even think about those other two pillars and really the types of content you wanna create, it still needs to fall under the fact that you understand your audience and who's going to be watching or, or looking at them. If you don't understand that already, then that's where I would go back to and really make sure you nail because if you're creating some funny video about tennis and your product and you don't have any tennis players who buy your product, not a great fit. So it's just common sense stuff, but I think we get so distracted with, oh my God, we have to post content on social. It has to be so professional and we're competing against all these other marketers. You kind of start to lose focus of just who you're creating content for because something created with your iPhone that just simply resonates with your audience better could perform a hell of a lot better than you hiring a film crew and spending three days to shoot something that doesn't.
1: I'll be honest, I struggle with social media tone when I'm publishing for my brand. One of the reasons is there's a little bit of overlap between my personal accounts and my brand. All of my personal accounts are under Ben J. Shap, And then my company's name is Ben J. Shap LLC, which probably was a mistake coming up with that brand name. And the problem that I have is the things that I find that people engage with are when you talk about milestones on a personal level. So By the time this publishes, I'll have already said this, but this week, the podcast hit 10,000 downloads per month for the first time. And I am hesitant to constantly talk about those achievements because we've had a series of sort of fortunate events happen over the last couple of weeks. And I have three posts about like, hey, the MarTech podcast is in the top 100 for iTunes, or we had our best day or something along those lines. And now all of a sudden there's another milestone How do you reconcile talking about achievements and doing promotion and making your audience feel like you're being successful and keeping them in the loop and not bragging?
2: I think depends on the brand and how you're personifying the brand or yourself already. Some people are just super confident and kind of have that cocky demeanor in a lot of their marketing already. So stating accomplishments in a similar way, I don't think takes away from it. But I don't come from a big brand background. I'm also kind of humble and shy as it is. But I feel guilty whenever I say something that we've accomplished or I've accomplished, especially onto a medium of social media where I know everyone can see and refer to down the road. So I totally resonate with what you're saying. But I think it kind of just comes off of, for me, I always try to self-deprecate before I self-promote. So if I can kind of lead off with something that puts me in a lower light or I can reflect on myself in a humorous way that kind of self-deprecates myself, I don't sound like I'm conceited or trying to boast my accomplishments or our accomplishments or anything I'm trying to promote in that sense. And people, I think, respond to it a lot better in that way. But that's kind of just what I've seen. And I feel like there's a lot of people on social who get a little bit better at that, because I think that's probably something that a lot of people don't like to see on their feeds. Just in general, when you talk about these huge successes, that they're inspiring sometimes. But also, I think businesses lose track. And again, it kind of goes back to me, 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 as opposed to this enabled me to add value for you. I mean, if you could spin an accomplishment or something that you've succeeded with, how does it go back to you posting about it, adding value to the consumer audience in some way? I think those are the two options. Like, how do you spin it to add value? Or how do you kind of self-deprecate a little bit and make that accomplishment seem like something that you're very appreciative for? And it'll enable X, Y, and Z.
1: For the record, for everyone who's listening or if we're LinkedIn friends and you see posts about the MarTech podcast doing well, the reason why I'm posting that is because those posts have the highest engagement and because there have been so many people who have supported this show. And I just want to say thank you and really feel like we're building a community. So without getting too much into my personal stuff, let's get back to Instagram week. (laughs) But I do see that that being something that a lot of brands and companies struggle with of what's the tone that they should post in. Last question I have for you about content formatting. Talk to me about the cadence. How often should a brand post? How much content is enough? Too much? Not enough? What's the rule of thumb there?
2: It, again, depends on really the brand and the consistency. There's some aggregator brands or pages acting as an outlet for information that people follow. And they really appreciate when they post three or four times a day of funny memes or inspirational memes or things like that. So if I tell you to post once a day, they'll tell me, geez, that's stupid. We post six times a day and get great engagement and results and it helps our growth because of it. So it definitely depends on the medium and content you're posting. But what we tell every customer who gets on board, the biggest problem that most business owners have or marketers have is just their time and how much they can allocate to content creation and management. So we recommend posting at least once every three days to stay relevant to the consumers and followers you already have without going stagnant. If it's something you can do every day and you have the resources to enable it, we recommend posting once a day. We post about five times a week for most of our clients. If some of them do want more regular posts, we can do twice a day or seven times a week or something like that. But for the most part, we don't see huge differences in results from posting seven or five times a day in terms of growth or audience reach that we're getting for them. But I think the more you can stay top of mind to your consumers and audience on social, once a day is the best without getting annoying and popping up there two or three times and actually hurting yourself because of it.
1: Great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks to Colton Bollinger from Jumper Media for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Colton's tips to building a great Instagram strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we'll be discussing how to increase the visibility of your content on Instagram. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Colton and his business, you can click on the link to his bio in our show notes or go to jumpermedia.co. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We want to hear from you. So we built a page called benjshap.com slash question, where you can leave us a voice message. And if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, we may just answer it on the MarTech Podcast. You can also reach out via social media. My handle is benjshap, that's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And you can find me on LinkedIn and on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge, In your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Instagram week, we've got a couple of great episodes lined up for the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.